Hello and welcome to the Eat, Train, Recover podcast. I'm your host, fitness professional Justin Jefferson. This podcast covers all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness and is dedicated to helping everyday individuals live the fittest and healthiest life possible. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Eat, Train, Recover podcast. First and foremost, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate you. If this is your first time here listening to the podcast, welcome and thank you for being here. And I hope you find value in the information I'm going to be sharing with you. Uh, Today, we're actually going over a few simple strategies to help you to prevent overeating. Okay, now this, this is a pretty common problem. Quite a few people do have this issue. Um, and if you do have this issue, hopefully you find some value in today's episode. When we're, to- when we're talking about overeating, we're simply looking at the overconsumption of calories, right? And that can be through food. That can also be through beverages. Um, we want to make sure we're getting the right amount. Uh, so if you're looking at things from a, a standpoint of having a goal of, of fat loss, if you want to reduce your body fat, you're going to need to be in that caloric deficit. You have to be burning more calories than your body's taking in. Now, on the flip side of that... If you are actually taking in more calories than you're burning, that's a caloric surplus, and that's actually what causes weight gain, right? That's what's going to make you gain body fat. So we want to make sure we're in that caloric deficit. So overeating, it's going to put you right in that surplus where you don't don't want to be in this case, right? So now how do we do that? The first strategy that I'm going to give, and I think this gets overlooked quite a bit, um, is just going to be eating slowly. The pace that you eat makes a big, big difference when it comes to overconsumption uh, for a couple of reasons. Not only does does eating slowly help with the digestion and things like that, but it also helps with some of the hormones and signals that are sent throughout your body. So you have two primary hunger hormones. You have one called ghrelin and one called leptin. So ghrelin actually controls your, your cravings. It tells your body that you're hungry. Tells your body that you need food. Leptin tells your body that you're satisfied and you've had enough to eat. So what happens is typically it takes about 20 minutes for your body to go through this process. So you sit down, you eat, and if you go through the whole 20 minutes, your body will start to release. Okay, we're we're satisfied. We've had we've had enough food. Now, if you are a fast eater, and let's say you're finishing at half the time, maybe 10 minutes, you may notice that after that first serving, you feel like, oh man, I need more food. So you go, you get a second serving, and halfway through that, you're like, oh, I can't even finish this. Well, that that signal started to set in, right? That that leptin that tells your body that you are satisfied has started to kick in, you know, it, because that time has actually passed. But now you've already started eating more calories. And in some cases, if that food's already in front of you, you may tend to eat it because it's there. And this is a, a case where overeating, again, overeating causes different different health issues, but especially weight gain. So we want to make sure that we are not overeating. And, and two things that you can implement with for this to just make sure you're not doing this. The first one's going to seem a little elementary, uh, but it works really well. Even if you give yourself a minimum amount of chews between each bite, right? If, even if you say like, I'm not going to chew no less than 15, 20 times, you know, whatever, whatever you may deem necessary. Um, it's going to give you enough time in between each bite to you know, to, to chew that food, to let it break down before you take the next one. And, and let's be honest, like you can also enjoy the meal a little bit more. You're not like just wolfing it down and, you know, you can kind of savor the food and enjoy it. The second tip is going to be putting your fork down between each bite, which um, actually I was on a nutrition coaching call with one of my clients recently. 
And we implemented this strategy for her. And she sent me a text message the next day telling me how well it worked. You know, she said, wow, you know, it really, really works. Putting the fork down in between each bite. You know, it took me quite a bit longer to finish my food. And then she kind of just went in a little deeper as we discussed the rest throughout that session. But it was very beneficial for her, you know, so she was able to eat slower and get that satiation process started um, without having to go back for that second serving. Okay, so it's going to be super important, guys. Make sure you're not eating too quickly. Second tip is going to be tracking. Right now, there are a ton of ways to track what you're eating. Um, The old school way was just old school journaling, writing down what you're eating and things like that. And now in the age of technology, excuse me, have tons and tons of apps. Um, I'm sure most of you may have heard of MyFitnessPal. That's a very, very popular calorie tracking app. And you, it has barcode scanners and things like that. So you can scan the barcode of whatever it is that you're eating, whatever you purchased. You know, so give you a full breakdown of everything in there. Um, and again, it may not be 100% accurate, but it gives you kind of an idea, a rough idea of where you are, you know, for the day. Now, one of my favorite tracking apps actually has nothing to do with the barcodes or the calories, but it has more to do with the, the, the habits and things like that. And it's an app called Eight, A-T-E. In the app store, it's called Eight. And uh, it's great because you're tracking through pictures. And as you're taking pictures of each meal, it's going to ask you a series of questions. I think it's about five or six questions about what's going on in the meal. And we're going to kind of cover some of this stuff too later on in this episode. But it's asking you about why you ate, who you ate with, your environment. And it's just multiple choice questions you're kind of filling out. It's pretty quick and simple. But it allows you to get a real idea of not just what you ate, but when you ate it, why you ate it, who you were with. So you can kind of notice some triggers and patterns, which we're going to discuss a little bit later, guys. Uh, But just tracking and paying attention to what you've eaten for the day and then looking back over the week, like, wow, I ate a little bit more than I realized, or hey, I stayed in that deficit, you know? So this is going to be super important because we tend to underestimate the amount of calories that we consume um, uh, in general. So you're definitely going to want to make sure that you are tracking. Uh, Next tip is just going to be being mindful of your environment, right? What's around you during that meal? Um, Are you in front of the TV? Are you listening to the radio? Are you doing some work, right? Are you rushing, right? Are you rushing around? Like, What's what's your environment? What's your situation during that meal? And I say that because the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition actually published an article um, and pretty much the, the finding was that distracted eaters tended to eat more calories. Right. So you don't want to find yourself in that position where you're distracted, especially if you're watching your favorite television show. Right. And you're distracted um, by that. You can tend to eat more, especially with like. A bag of chips becomes a bottomless, bottomless pit for multiple reasons. But one being being, uh, you know, when you're distracted, it makes it super easy to overconsume things like that. So just be mindful of when and where and what's going on, uh, you know, during this time, who you're with. Are you, do you find yourself overeating with you when you're with certain people, when you're with certain friend groups, certain friends, family members? So just pay close attention so you can start to recognize these things. And I'm not necessarily saying stop hanging out with people, but you can be more mindful in those situations. Like, you know what? I'm not going to do this at this time. I'm not going to have that at that time because these things do lead to overconsumption. Right. So just pay very, very close attention to that. Next tip is going to be being self-aware, right? Knowing yourself, know your strengths and weaknesses, knowing what foods you can keep in the house and maybe knowing what foods you shouldn't. Um, you know, like if you know, like if you love, you know, chocolate chip cookies from a certain brand and, you know, you're going to keep them in the house, 
if you tend to just binge on those or overeat those all the time, it may not be a good idea to keep an entire pack in the house, right? Now, if you know yourself and you're like, you know what? I love these things, but I, I don't go crazy on them. I have them here and there. I have good control. Then by all means, you keep them in the house, right? This is where self-awareness is super important. Just knowing yourself, knowing your weaknesses. And another big part of this is knowing your trigger foods, right? What foods make you want to eat other foods or drink certain things, right? Um, believe it or not, there are certain foods, um, certain processed foods that can make you crave more foods just like it. So, a lot of it being salty and, and, and sweet foods, like sugary foods, can make you crave more of those things, right? A lot of these super processed foods have certain uh, manufactured in, ingredients and things like that in there that are not helping the cause and it can end up making you crave more. So just be mindful of that. Um, you know, and just being aware. And another part of being self-aware, guys, is noticing like your habit patterns. And I mentioned earlier, like about people being around certain people or, you know, if you're watching your favorite show or watching a sport, I love football, right? So if I'm watching a football game and if I notice that I'm always eating a certain thing on a football game or I'm eating something I wouldn't normally eat any other time, I might be like, all right, let me be a little bit more mindful this week and swap this out for something else, or if I'm even hungry, you know, am I even hungry at this time? So just being mindful of what you're doing and what's going on and paying attention to those, those habits and those patterns. Like, do you have patterns that develop, right? Is every time you watch XYZ show, do you have to eat, you know, Tostitos chips? Do you have to eat popcorn? Do you have to eat baked cookies, right? So just pay attention and be mindful. And you can actually, and I, and I mentioned in the app earlier, it will ask you those questions, like what you're eating and why, which is an amazing thing. Um, you can even journal these things on your own. You can kind of write down, okay, am I hungry right now? What time is it? You know, what's on my mind? Like, am I under stress, which is a big factor? Uh, who am I with? Where am I? Like, just being being aware. So make sure you're aware of that and those triggers and those those patterns of these habits and try to notice those things so you can actually make adjustments, you know, to go. Like you don't necessarily have to change doing certain things. You just change the behavior that's attached to it. So if you know that you're always eating, you know, those chocolate chip cookies during that certain hour, maybe pack something else, right? You know, pack something else to go along with it, which can make a huge, huge difference, you know, in the process. And the next tip is going to be a simple but yet effective one, and it's just going to be reading the labels. Now, obviously, you want to pay close attention to the ingredients and the foods that are going in your body, but and you definitely want to pay attention to the serving size, right, when it comes to overconsumption, because labels can be tricky. You may pick up something that says, you know, 200 calories, and that might jump right out of you, right? And if you look, you know, closer at that label, it'll say per serving, and then you, you, as you read on, it'll say servings per bag or per container of three. So if you think something's 200 calories and, it, and, it, and it's actually per serving, and there are three servings in that container or, or bag, and you go through the entire thing, you've just consumed 600 calories. That's 400 more than you realized, right? More than you expected to. And sometimes this can be a tricky part of overconsumption. So just, consumption. So just pay attention to the actual serving size on the label. Um, and, you know, don't just don't don't let it trick you and be aware. Right. Be aware of what's going in and what you're eating. Uh, our next tip is going to be reducing your stress. And this is a big one. 
this is a huge one. Stress can, can definitely lead to overeating in some cases for some people. Um, so it's important to find ways to reduce the amount of stress in your daily life. I mean, stress drives up your cortisol levels, which has been linked to an increase in appetite, right? And if your appetite increases, you're typically going to eat more than you normally would or more than you need. Um, so you can definitely, you know, just go through different cravings and, and hunger spells simply because you're under stress, right? And different things are starting to happen in your body and you find yourself binge eating and comfort eating and, and things like that. And it just becomes a cycle, you know? So reducing stress is going to be super important. Um, obviously, the number one way to do that is going to be just uh, the most natural way possible is through exercise. Trying to exercise, getting your body uh, to do things in its most natural state and you know, anytime you're active and exercising for 20 minutes or more, a lot of cool things start to happen in the brain. Your brain starts to release chemicals, things that make you feel better, endorphins, you know, dopamine, you know, just a bunch of things start to happen and get released. And, you know, your mood can change, right? You'll be more alert and your stress levels will start to reduce and you'll feel better. And when those stress levels go down, those cortisol levels go down and the likelihood of you overeating due to stress is going to decrease if the stress goes down. Right. So uh, just find ways to reduce that stress. And, and it's not just through exercise, you know, just things that make you happy, things that, you know, can take your mind off of things that are bothering you, help you feel better. If you enjoy listening to music, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, my gosh. Excuse me. If you enjoy listening to music, dancing, uh, you might enjoy doing some art um, or even whatever hobby it may be. You know, you might like to go play golf or play pickup basketball, whatever it is that you like to do or whatever makes you, you know, de-stress, you know, do 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 that thing. You know, as long as it's not something that's going to compromise your health, uh, it's it's definitely important to make sure you're doing things to help you to de-stress. All right. So our our next tip here to help fight overeating is going to be planning ahead. This is a a huge one because it's going to allow you to just uh, stay in control right, of the situation, stay in control of what you're eating. Um, And, you know, a lot of times we can be in a situation when we're unprepared and we end up making a decision that we wouldn't normally have made. And, you know, whether it's end up picking up something from a drive through or going to the vending machine while we're at work, uh, it could be a number of things, you know, but you definitely are going to want to make sure that you are planning ahead. Um, quick example, if you're going out to dinner, you know, you're going out to a restaurant and, you know, maybe take a look at the menu ahead of time, plan what you're going to have. And let's say you, you do decide you want to have some dessert that day. Like, fine, plan around that, you know, plan around that. Like, all right, I'm going to make an extra, extra room for this dessert. Um, next to three, 400 calories, you know, make room for that earlier in the day, maybe eat a lighter dinner, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you need to adjust, do your best to make that adjustment, you know, so that it doesn't really hurt you in the long run in a sense of going over the amount of calories that you need. And you can kind of still enjoy the things that you like, right? While still being in that caloric deficit or in that maintenance or wherever it is that you, you find that you need to be at that given time. All right, so planning ahead is going to be a, a huge one. Next one is going to be, and you've probably heard this a million times, just hydration, like being hydrated with water. Um, and, and first off, water makes up 60 to 65% of your body anyway. Like you should definitely be drinking water on a daily basis. I like to, you know, try to go at least half your body weight in ounces. Like that's a good, good place to be. 
Um, and even if you can't do that much, try to drink more than you are now and work your way up and build your way up. But um, and I said water is on this list because it's calorie free. All right. So. So many times, many of us will count and pay attention to the foods that we're eating and we're not counting the calories and the things that we're drinking. And if you are drinking calorie packed drinks throughout the day, you can have two or three different things that can lead up to a few hundred calories, sometimes 500, but you know, depending on how many of these things you're drinking. So you want to be mindful of that. Water is calorie free. Water is the best liquid for your body to consume anyway. Right. Um, you know, but again, just being mindful of that and making sure you're consuming the, the right amount of water at the right time is going to be key. All right. And moving on to the last and final tip. This is my favorite overall, just in general. <laughs> well, one of my favorites is just going to be sleep. Getting enough sleep is super, super important uh, for multiple reasons. I mean, first off, who wants to be groggy and miserable and, and you know, ugh, be tired throughout the day and can't function, right? Nobody, nobody likes that. Um, but on top of that, sleep, not getting enough sleep directly affects your, your hunger hormones, right? And when we're talking about overeating and not overeating, you have, we have those, those two main hunger hormones that I mentioned earlier, ghrelin and leptin. Ghrelin, which, again, drives the appetite, right? That's what's signaling that you're hungry, that you need food. And leptin is, the, is telling your body that you had enough food, you're satisfied. So, <clears throat> excuse me, if you have not had enough sleep, that ghrelin, that hunger hormone actually gets increased and that leptin, that satiation hormone gets suppressed and it can lead to a whole host of issues. And that's where a lot of overeating can come in without even realizing it. You know, you may just have that increased appetite, you know, just simply because you are sleep deprived. And there's there's a ton of data to back to, uh, data to back this. Um, the Mayo Clinic actually did do a study. And they took a study of some people who, who were sleep deprived for different amounts of times, you know, some a few days, some up to a week. And then the study participants t- tended to eat up to about 550 calories more when they only got two thirds the amount of sleep as those who got a full night's rest. Right. So that's up to 550 calories more within that study. And it was also another study by the uh, European Journal of Clinical Nutrition. Uh, they, they took a look from a, they grabbed a few different studies that they did on this and they took 172 people and the participants were all deprived of sleep and, you know, for varying degrees of time. And then they weighed, weighed those against some people who weren't deprived of sleep and the average amount of calories extra for those who were sleep deprived was about 385. So right just between these two studies alone of the tons that they've done. We see between 385 and up to 550 calories more per day simply because you're not getting enough sleep. So you're going to want to make sure you're getting enough sleep in general for your overall health. Right. I mean, that's first and foremost. Um, I mean, you can only build muscle from recovery right? when you're sleeping as well. You know, all the resistance training you're doing. It's great. You're going to need sleep anyway for that, for those muscles to repair and come back stronger. And also it does help with your hunger hormones, keeping those things in check and to help you to uh, prevent the overeating bug, right? That so many people do tend to get bit by from time to time. All right. So guys, just keep these things in mind. Uh, If some of these apply to you, you know, do your best to apply these things in your everyday life and, you know, figure out, you know, where they lie and, and try to just strategize the best that you can 
to help, you know, if you are struggling with overeating and start implementing these strategies. And uh, hopefully they should be helpful to you. You guys can reach me uh, directly. You can reach me via email. It's Justin, J-U-S-T-I-N, at JFITLIFE, J-A-Y-F-I-T-L-I-F-E dot com. Um, I know some of you have reached out to me through Instagram. If you want to contact me on Instagram, it is Mr. JFIT. It's M-R underscore J-A-Y-F-I-T. Okay. And it's also my Twitter handle as well. Um, going to get a little more active on Twitter these days. Uh, haven't been so much, but you can find me on each, each of those um, platforms. And I would love your feedback. And guys, if you do enjoy the podcast, please feel free to share it. Leave us a review and uh, send me some feedback. You know, give me some information on what you'd like to learn about going forward in the future. But thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, be well, take care, and I'll talk to you guys soon.